0: I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. We're continuing our series on the promises of God. And today's podcast is entitled, Discover the Promise of Our Purpose. Today, we're going to discover how to know our purpose in life. We're going to learn why God has a specific purpose for every believer. We need to understand the importance of walking with purpose. And today we're going to find your purpose and help others discover their purpose in life. Is God's purpose a secret? I can't wait to get into these, but we need to pray first. Heavenly Father, we come to you now and ask that you would guide and direct this podcast. I pray that you would anoint it. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now, take complete control, take charge of this podcast, and that everything would come for from it would bless you, be pleasing to you, Lord. And I pray for those who are listening in today, Lord, that they will tune in to see what you have to say to them, what the scriptures we use will do to their life and how to impact them and help them. I pray the Holy Spirit would now would walk with us as we go through this podcast today because I believe not knowing our purpose is one of the saddest things that can happen in the life of any person, especially a believer in Jesus Christ. So with that, Lord, we're going to give you all the glory and all the praise and I want to thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We give you praise and we ask all these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I believe that before this podcast is over, individuals will discover their purpose. Now our purpose in life is the reason we exist. I realize that is a strong statement, but I believe God wants us to know why we have a purpose and then he will show us how to discover that purpose. In 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 has a wonderful scripture that Peter wrote. It's in the New Living Translation and it tells us how much God thinks about us and how highly he thinks of us and that we are his prized possession. So let me read that to you. Remember 1 Peter Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Peter says these words, You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Now with that statement, Peter's saying, God looks at us as being pretty important. You know, we are his prized possession. We are his greatest creation. And we've got to realize that, that God made us not so that we can just kind of roam around wondering what's going to take place in life. He did not create us and decide to let us just roam around this earth without any purpose, without any goals, without any dreams, without any ambition, with any desires, just basically wondering, well, I guess whatever happens, happens in life. That is not how God created his people. And so I want to focus on how you can discover the purpose you have for your life. Now, as a pastor for some 20 years, I always found out that when I asked the congregation various questions, that I was always surprised about how strong certain responses were and maybe how weak other ones were. And when i had asked the question how many people are needing peace in their life a very large percentage of the congregation would raise their hand. And then with other times when I would say, well, close your eyes and bow your heads, I just want to ask you a question. I don't want people looking around. I just want to ask this question. I want to see what the response is. And I would ask the congregation, how many people here know their purpose? And it was amazing. Sometimes as few as 20% of the whole church would raise their hand. Other times I'd rephrase it and say, how many people here are still seeking your purpose and you're hoping to find it someday? And a huge percentage of the congregation would raise their hand. So this is a very important point and one that people are challenged with many times through their entire life. Now, we know that Jesus had purpose in life. He was to serve and to save the lost. He came here to give his life so that those of us who accept him as Lord and Savior would have eternal life with him. He gave his life for us. He sacrificed himself for us. He knew his purpose. Now you say, well, that's Jesus and we can't be that way. Well, I don't believe that at all because I believe when we become a follower of Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit into our life. He comes to dwell inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is living and dwelling inside of us, then God did that to help us find direction for our life, get strength in our life, get comfort in life, get help in our life, and to know our purpose. Let me read Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, and I'll paraphrase it just a little bit. I'm not going to read it exactly like it is because I I just, there's a couple thoughts in here I want to get from this. Basically, it's telling us that God created everything, including us, and that God made us with purpose. And it's saying that God did not make any junk. God made something special when he created us. And he, once again, created us the we would have purpose, not so we would just walk around this life with our head up in the air wondering, well, I wonder what I do next. God has a plan for our life. So now, Let's move on to another scripture that is so powerful. Matter of fact, it's one of the most popular scriptures that we'll ever read on purpose. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. It's in the New Living Translation, and God is speaking to captive Israel. And now here's what he's saying. These people who are in bondage, they're captive. And he says these words are so powerful. For I know the plans I have for you. That means he's telling us he knows our purpose, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12 says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This passage of scripture tells us that God obviously has a plan, a future for us and a purpose for us but it says something very, very important towards the end of the scripture. I'm going to read that again. It says, in those days when you pray, all right, he's expecting us to pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So God is putting a condition on that. See, God's blessings don't come many times without conditions. Most of God's blessings have conditions. Matter of fact, I can't think of one that doesn't have a condition. He wants us to be blessed, but he always puts conditions on it. Like he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added unto you. God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and and he'll direct your path. So the plan is there, but there's a condition on that. And the condition to knowing God's purpose is that we must wholeheartedly seek him. We must seek God and serve God in order to experience the purpose that he has for our life. When I think of purpose, I can't help but think of the story of Job. Job had an amazing story and we knew that Job had, a, Job had a purpose. You know, he was doing his own thing. He was a godly man, and God just loved him so very much. And then the devil says, "I'm going to tempt him, and I'll get him to turn his back on you." You know the story, and and the story of Job gives us so much information about that we have a purpose, and that he had a purpose. Even if we go through great challenges, we still have a purpose. I'm going to read a passage of scripture here, found in Job chapter 42 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation. Job is speaking to God. Now, this is after he went through all the trials and all the challenges that he went through. Listen to what Job had to say. I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You see, Job said this after he had lost his wealth, his health, his family, and everything. Now, God restored it all to him, and God brought him back because Job was faithful. Job wholeheartedly sought God and sought God for the purpose that he had in his life. And I'm telling you, if Job can do what he did after what he went through, I guarantee you, God will help you go through whatever challenge you're facing in your life in order to know the promise of God's purpose for you. Here's another wonderful scripture I wanna read. It's found in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 21 in the New Living translation. It says this, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Isn't that nice to know? What this tells me is that what God wants, he makes it happen. So therefore, we must stay on track with him. We must not give up on our dreams. A lot of people get dreams and plans and goals and things, and they're excited about them, And but they're not sure if that's God's purpose in their life or not, but they kind of feel that way. And I'll, I'll give you a step-by-step approach on how to make sure you know that we know that we're on track with God's purpose for our life, but they have a tendency sometimes to give up on things and let things go. And I'd like to encourage you at this time, if you've got a dream from your past, why don't you go back and bring it back up and think about it, brush it off, dust it off a little bit. Maybe it was that you wanted to start a hobby or that you wanted to start writing or that you wanted to maybe get out and exercise more or eat better or whatever it might be. This is something that you always wanted to do, but you've held off and not done it. I believe that we should go back and pick those things up and trust God that that will be part of the purpose he wants to be able to speak to us and help us through our life. I'm going to give you another scripture because I think the best way, I can describe how to know God's purpose is to use absolutely a lot of scripture today and explain to people how it relates to us. In Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5 in the New International Version, it says this, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, which means they could be facing a lot of challenges because deep waters get dark and get hard to navigate in. You don't know exactly where you are. It says, but one who has deep insight draws them out. That means somebody else many times can help us draw out the, the deep, thoughts that we have, the purpose that we have in our life. I believe this is telling us a lot about how we can seek God's purpose. First, it says our thoughts and our hearts sometimes can get in deep waters, hard to identify. But there's there's a way to bring it out, either through us, through the Holy Spirit, through reading God's Word. But I think it ha- tells us that we should have a friend or have a someone that we have confidence and trust in, a pastor, someone that you can seek some counsel with, and they could possibly help you clear out the deep waters, the confusion, and be drawn out into knowing what your purpose in your life is i believe it could be someone who has understanding, someone with experience, someone who understands God's word, and they can help us in the right direction to find our purpose in our life. There's an absolutely fabulous scripture that a lot of people quote and talk about a lot, but it's one I believe if we understand, it'll help us go through our entire life, and it'll certainly sort out the reasons, quite frankly, that we're alive, the reason that we exist, and help us find the purpose that God has placed in our life, and it's found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. I think I want to back up to verse 26 in there because there's a lot to be said here and we need to be careful and not miss what the Holy Spirit wants us to use in this podcast. So I'm going to read out of Romans chapter 8 starting at verse number 26 in the New Living Translation. And Paul wrote these words, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings which cannot be expressed in words. Verse 27, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. All right, this is where it all comes together. Verse 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his will purpose for them. Now, what that's saying is we need to be led by the Holy Spirit to know God's purpose. We need to be let the Holy Spirit speak to us and through us and in us and help us and guide us and direct us. And when that's all settled down and we know that we're walking in the Spirit, then not in the flesh, then we understand this next verse where it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together. Now, don't leave it right there because a lot of people say, well, it's just everything's going to work together and that's fine. I don't need to do anything else. No, it doesn't. It doesn't stop there. It continues on, for the good of those who love God. That means it's for our good if we love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Not our purpose for it, but his purpose for it. Now that scripture really impacts me a lot. There's been a few times in my life where I have been frustrated about something and maybe irritated about something, didn't understand why I was having to go through certain things. And I would sit there and say, Lord, I can't quite understand what what your purpose in this is and why all this stuff that I'm going through right now now is going to go for for your good, Father, that that it'll work together for my good also, as long as I'm doing it according to your will, Father, and what you want in my life. But there was an example that happened here just a few weeks ago. It's amazing. I was writing my book. I'm in the midst of completing a new book entitled Faith for Miracles. Hopefully in the next three or four months, I'll be completed with it and I'll go ahead and release it. But in the middle of that, I was in the midst of, you know, talking about faith. So what happens when you're talking about faith? A challenge comes up, right? That's just the way life is. And so when the The challenge came up. I had to go to the hospital for some treatments, and the doctor. I went to the hospital as an outpatient at first, and then they said, "Well, you've got an infection in your back, and we need to set you up with ten weeks of treatments. That every day you'll come in for two or three hours, you'll get antibiotics for a spine infection, or else we just go ahead and do surgery." Now I said, "Well, I don't want surgery now, and I'm believing that God can intervene in this whole situation." But I I obviously didn't want the surgery, but I also didn't want to have to go to the doctor for ten straight weeks and get infusions for three hours every single day. That's seven days a week. But the doctor said they would use antibiotics and we would delay surgery. So... I was sitting there wondering, okay, now Lord, what's the purpose in all this? How does all this work together for good for those who love the Lord are called according to your purpose, Father? Could you show me what it's gonna be? So I went there for the first few days and I was kind of like, wait a minute, I'm sensing something here very special is happening. You see, when I would go into those appointments, they would set me down with one or two different nurses and I would get to talk to them and visit with them and they would be with me for two and a half to three hours. And during that time, I could ask them questions about anything I wanted to talk about. So I very quickly discovered, very quickly discovered Why My reason was for being there. Yeah, I needed the treatments, but there was more to it than that. And I was able in a period of 72 straight days, a little over 10 weeks, to talk to 44 different nurses, both men and women, mostly women, and talk to them about their life, talk to them about their faith, talk to them about their family or their children. One, One young lady was expecting a child. Another one had a son who was becoming a lot of problems for her. And I was able to go in there and counsel and help, talk about heaven, talking about Jesus as the only way to heaven and it was an amazing opportunity for for think about that for 72 straight days and so I kind of forgot the, the whole treatment situation I really didn't seem to be a burden because every day when I would drive over to the hospital to get my two and a half to three hour treatment infusion of antibiotics I would say oh Lord who am I going to meet today and what am I going to talk about and I hope that this little gal is doing well and I hope that gal is doing well. So I started writing down their names and what they were going through and then I told them by the way I need your first name because I want to pray for you. And when I made that statement, I made a connection with these nurses. I mean, every single one of them said, thank you so very much. That is so nice. That's so kind. And I found out by telling them I would pray for them and my wife would pray for them, there was a connection there that I couldn't do anything about on my own. I I couldn't have set that up. How would I get to spend all those weeks with 44 different individuals with all their needs, their issues in life, and talk to them as a pastor to them and giving them comfort while I was being treated where they were trying to give me comfort, and I would tell them we're taking these treatments so I won't have to have you know surgery. And someone would say, "Well, that's nice, and we hope that's what will happen." But with what your situation is, you probably will have to have surgery someday. But so we went through the whole process, and it was really amazing. And after just a really a couple of meetings there, I realized that eight twenty eight was really alive in my life, and my purpose in going through that was to be able to connect with these people. And now there's a connection there. That connection could go on for a long time. Some of those people are listening to these podcasts now. Some of them are interested in getting my books. I even gave away some of my books to them and said, if you have needs on your financial issues, read this book that I've written. Or if you have a spiritual need, read this book. And it was really an amazing opportunity. So sometimes when we're going to go through a trial and a challenge, we may wonder, what does this have to do with my purpose in life? It could be that that challenge is going to bring out your purpose. Because I believe the greatest purpose in my life after receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior is to share my faith with other people, to lead people to to Jesus, to offer them the comfort that I have in my heart, the peace that I have in my heart. And that is my purpose in life, is to talk to people about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And through this one situation that looked kind of bleak, looks kind of bad, God turned it around. What the devil intended for bad and for evil, God turned around for good. And my wife and I have since gone back to the hospital and went over there and gave them cookies and thanked them for treating me. And it's kind of like a family reunion now. And they're happy, they're smiling. And I said, by the way, God's healed me and I don't need to have surgery. The doctor said, nope, no need for surgery. You're just fine. And they all literally would jump up and down and say, oh, that's so awesome. We're so happy for you. So think about that. If you're going through something right now, if you're going through a challenge right now and you're kind of wondering, how does that, what does that have to do with my purpose in life? Examine it, think about it, pray about it and see where the opportunities are that you can share your faith with someone else. You can encourage someone else. You can help people with what they're going through and that'll help you go through what you're going through. And that Be your purpose and whatever challenge that you're facing right now. So I'm going to move on to another scripture now, but that is an interesting story that meant an awful lot to me to share with people that God has a plan and a purpose for us, and sometimes that purpose will come out in a difficult situation. Let's move on now to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the New Living Translation. Here's another great scripture dealing with God's purpose For we are all God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. He planned for us long ago, the good things He planned for us long ago. Think about that. God knew us before we were born, right? That's what the Bible tells us. And He knows our strengths and our weaknesses. And He created us as new creatures, new living people in Christ so that we can, can do something good for other people. And He knew that's what that we needed to do. He He created us for that reason, for that purpose. And that's how we step into knowing our purpose when we give God the glory and the praise for it. Because remember, God doesn't look at us as as an afterthought well i wonder why i created them Uh uh this says that we are god's masterpiece and he created us with a purpose. So let's let's move on now. I'm going to give you, before this podcast gets too much farther along, I'm going to give you seven, I don't want to, we can call them steps or whatever they might be, but basically how to know we are living in God's purpose for us and in our life. In Psalm 57, 2, it says, I cry out to God, most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. It's not my purpose, but his purpose for me. And so with that foundation, let me give you seven things I think that might be help in determining what God's purpose is in our life. Number one, we are free of doubt and anxiety. What that means is if we're walking along and we're free of doubt and anxiety, then we have to be operating in God's purpose in some capacity or another. But if we're filled with fear and doubt and questions and anxiety and worry, and you just can't sleep at night and all that, I believe it's because we are not in God's purpose for our life. So we've got to have peace and freedom and have the freedom from all doubt and anxiety to know that we're on the right track to serve God's purpose for our life. For us in our life. Number two, we we will know we're in God's purpose when we're serving other people. Now, if you're not serving anyone else, by serving I mean going to church and being a greeter at the church, or just encouraging someone, or praying for someone, or calling someone you haven't seen for a while, calling them say, we miss you, sure appreciate you, love to see you in church, or just go across the street and invite your neighbor to church, or take some cookies over to them, or whatever. We know that we're living God's purpose when we're serving other people, because God created Jesus to serve others, and to die on that cross for our lives. He created us to Serve others, and He created us in a way that that we know that part of our purpose can be in just simply reaching out and serving others. Now, if you're not doing that, then it's going to be difficult for you to know exactly if you're in the will of God and if you're serving His purpose in your life. Number three, we know that we're living God's purpose if we are excited about something of value to us and to God. Now, that's that's kind of fun because may, it may be that you've decided that you want to write a book and you want to encourage people and you want to share your faith with people, or if you're not writing. Writing a book. Maybe you're just simply getting on the phone and talking to people or you're sending out cards to people and just being a kind person, reaching out to people, thinking about other people, think about other people being more important than yourself. And that's what's happening in your life. And you're excited about it. Now, there's a gal in our church who sends birthday cards and thank you cards to people all over the church. She handwrites them and sends them out all over the place, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Now, my wife did that for years when we were pastoring the church. One of her ministries was to send birthday cards, handwritten, and also special thank you cards and sympathy cards and things that she would write by hand and send them out to people in the church and she was excited about this this young lady in the church today that we go to who's taken that over and now she does the same thing she's excited about doing that you can just see it in her face when you see her at church you say how you doing she's kind of got a grin she says oh i'm just doing great and and I'll, say, and I'll say something like, well, you're um, you're written a lot of notes and things to people. She says, yeah, it's just wonderful. I just thank the opportunity to be able to do that. So you know you're living in God's purpose when you're excited about the, something that you're doing has value and it has value to you and to God. All right, number four, what we are doing blesses the kingdom of God. Now think about that. If you're doing something that blesses others, you're blessing the kingdom of God. If you're giving your testimony of your salvation, you're doing something for the kingdom of God. If you're... Helping somebody walk across the street—you're doing something for the kingdom of God. So there's a lot of things that we can do that blesses the kingdom of God. And if we're not doing those things, then many times we're missing one of the very reasons that we even exist today. Reminds me of a story of a lady in our church. She was just a wonderful lady. She recently passed away, but she came to our church and she was in our Sunday school class. We taught this class. It was a huge class. We had like three hundred people a week that would come to our Sunday school class, and she was and her husband were one of them. And she came to me one day and she says, you know, I really believe God wants me to reach out to people in nursing homes and they don't get to come to church and I want to bring them to church. So I'd like to try and get involved with that. So she went and picked up some people and brought them in. And before long, she had two or three or four people. Then the next thing we knew, the church started buying her buses that were handicapped buses where they had wheelchair lifts that would lift the person into the bus and park the person and lock them in inside the bus, and she could bring 20 and 30 people at a time, and it got to where she would bring every week 50, 60, 70 people a week into the church, and then it grew so big that she wound up becoming a pastor at our church and started a ministry that really impacted people all over our state, all over the country, quite frankly, where they started up what they call the wheelchair ministry, where they basically reached out to people who were stuck at home, couldn't get to church, and they would bring them into the house of God. See, she was doing something that was blessing the kingdom of God and God saw it. That became her and her husband's purpose in her life and for about 30 or 35 years she did that and made an amazing impact on the kingdom of God. So to repeat number four, it's when we are doing something that blesses the kingdom of God. We know that we're operating in God's purpose for our life. Number five, we know we're in God's purpose, when we leave each day, live each day in peace, we're in absolute peace each day. John 14, 27 says, I am giving you a gift of peace and mind and heart. These are the words of Jesus. So we wouldn't have that kind of peace if we weren't living in the divine will of God and living with God's purpose in our life. Number six, this is another way that we'll know we're living in God's purpose for us. We know our hope is in our God. You see, we're placing all of our trust, all of our confidence, and all of our hope in our God, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That means we're Denying self that we're reaching out to other people, that we're doing something that blesses the kingdom of God, that we're doing something that's of value to God, that we're doing something in serving other people, that we're living without any fear or anxiety, and that we don't have any doubt in our life. When all that's happening, we know we're living in God's purpose for our life. And finally, number seven, that to know that we're living in God's purpose is when His purpose is greater than our purpose, which simply means that it's not all about us. It's about Him. It's about what we can do for God, and it's how we can reach and impact this world for him. So we know we're in God's will and we're in living, living in God's purpose for our life when we understand that his purpose for us is greater than our purpose. I'm not going to go any further with that because I'll be doing podcasts after this that will briefly mention that. So let me just close this particular podcast with this thought. God knows our purpose before we were even created. He knew it. Think about that. Before we ever were created, before we came out of our mother's womb, God knew our purpose in our life. We must become a living epistle of God's word to know God's purpose for our life. That simply means we need to read his word. We need to study his word. We need to digest his word and If we do that, we can't help but to find our purpose that God has intended for us and what he desires to do, you know, with our life. So I'm going to pray for you right now as we close out this podcast. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I've had to speak to these people about the purpose that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, even though I know some people struggle with that all their life, if they'll just get into this area of freeing themselves of doubt and anxiety and serving other people and doing things that bless the kingdom of God and leave each day in peace and and know that God, you're our hope, and that that your purpose for us is greater than our purpose, and all those things. If we just do that, God, we can't help but living in peace and comfort, Father, and tranquility. I pray now that you would bless those who are listening in, that you would reveal to them purpose that you have for them in their life. Many of them, I believe, are thinking about helping others through ministry in their church or in their neighborhood or in a community center or something like that. Whatever it might be, God, I pray that you would bless them and help them and reveal your purpose for them, Father. I believe for that and I'll thank you for it. I believe people are going to report to me that God has really revealed something special in their life. And I'll be careful now to give you the praise for it and all the glory for it now. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you received something from this, that you were blessed. I certainly enjoyed putting it together and, and sharing this podcast with you today. And I would like to tell you a little bit more about Quality Christian Living if you have a moment. And that is that Quality Christian Living is the name of our podcast. And it has to do with a number of topics we've talked about, the area of faith in the areas of finance and the areas of prosperity we've talked about the gifts of the spirit and walking and living in the spirit I did a, a several podcasts quite a few of them on helping people put a business together what a Christian business should look like because of my background in banking and finance and our own business and also we did other, have done other podcasts dealing with subjects on faith and subjects on healing and miracles so if you would like to know more about quality Christian living I'd like you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you do that, the first page you see pop up, it'll have a link right on the front of it. It says podcasts. It's a link to the podcast. If you click that link, it'll take you into Charisma Media, which is where my podcasts are being produced by and going through. And it'll open up the 200, I think this is my 236th podcast today in, in just a little over two years. And you'll have all those available to you, all those various topics and subjects. So, And that is designed to help all of us live a quality Christian life, an abundant life, an overcoming life. And that's the plan for this podcast. That's what God put upon my heart, and that's what we're going to continue to do. In addition to that, if you look at my webpage and scroll down a little bit, you'll see references to several books that I've written, being on the topics of, of faith and on finances and some things I think that will, will help you. So in addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, I'm excited about next the podcast coming up. Podcast number 237 is entitled, how God's promise defeats our trials. You know, a lot of times we run into something, we think we're supposed to do this, we're moving forward, we're walk- operating in God's promises, and then all of a sudden uh, we get hit with a trial, a big challenge, maybe it's a health issue, a financial issue, or a relationship issue, or something, and all of a sudden we're just thrown off track. And I'm gonna talk about how God's promise to us and the promises he made to us will, will defeat the trials that come up against us and that we will be more than overcomers and more than conquerors in that situation and we'll be able to operate in his promise for our lives. So I believe that this will conclude my podcast today. And I, once again, I hope that you are blessed by it. So let me just share these words with you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive and understand the purpose that God has in your life. And if you're operating in that purpose now, I pray that God would bless it and multiply it and bring forth great blessings in your life. Once again, thank you for listening to Quality Christian Living. This has been podcast number 236, and I am your host, David Friend.